Hello, and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And we're back with a review of a 32-year-old film. It's uh, called Vibes. And Ashley, this is your birthday weekend. And <laughs> it's fitting because this is sort of a, 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 an Ashley selection. Yes. So you're going to tell us about it. Yeah, so Vibes uh, came out in 1988. Um, it was the first uh, starring role for Cindy Lauper, um, one of my favorite uh, music artists. Um, she is a psychic in this movie, as well as um, uh, Jeff Goldblum was also in the movie, and he is also a psychic. And they kind of, they meet when they're having their abilities tested by this uh, parapsychologist played by Julian Sands. Is that right? Yeah. And um, they end up going on an adventure together, thanks to Peter Falk, who plays a character who he says is, he's looking for his missing son, and he needs them and their psychic abilities to help to help find him. So, adventure. The, he thinks he's in South America somewhere. So, they go on this adventure. Of course, there's some romantic elements as well. <laughs> supposedly, put, that in, put that in quotes. Supposedly. <laughs> What did, what did you think of this movie? So the first thing I want to do is run down real quick some of the behind-the-scenes folks on this. Oh. Okay. So, you know, this movie, for one, of the, one of the five producers of this is Ron Howard. I mean, even most people today know, know Ron Howard, right? He's a um, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty well-known guy, right? Yeah. Uh, very solid. Um, uh, director is Ken Quapis, who has got some fairly decent directorial credits. Uh, one of the writers is um, Babalu Mandel, who's a name I hadn't heard of for a while. So when I saw the credits, I was like, oh, wow. But, you know, he um, um, is responsible for co-writing or co-writing, like, old, old but, you know, well-received movies like City Slickers and Splash and oh, okay. Parenthood and that kind of stuff. Um, and the editor, Carol Littleton, she, she's got some good credits to her name. So the reason I did that quick overview is because <laughs> there's something that still felt off about this movie. Mm. And it has a good pedigree, and I, I just don't understand. I mean, I, we can talk through maybe some of the issues I had with it, but um, I, there were a lot of good elements there. Mm-hmm. They just it didn't turn out right, yeah. in my view. That's my quick you know, view of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think there's a lot to like in this movie, and I think I probably enjoyed it more than you did. But you're right, it doesn't really come together as a cohesive working film. It, there's just pieces of it that are, that are good. Um, so, you know, I've been aware of this movie since it came out. I've always wanted to see it, but only recently saw it as we were preparing to do this. Um, and the reason I didn't see it before is pretty much, I remember the reviews at the time were pretty horrible. I think maybe I saw it on uh, Siskel and Ebert, and they, they trashed the movie. And you know, looking at Ebert's review today, he, he gave it one star. So not well received. But I really, I really honestly, I don't think it's that, that bad. I don't think it deserves one star. Um, I think the actors are all very personable. I mean, that's something that I think we agreed on after the movie, is that, you know, Cindy Lauper, I... <clears throat> There's some debate about whether she's really acting here or if she's just kind of playing herself. Regardless, um, it fits the role. I think her personality, at least the personality that you know we came to love in the 80s, 
fits this character very well. And I don't know if that how much of that is an act or how much is really her, but it works to me for me in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Jeff Goldblum is, is is good. He's always nice to have in a movie. Um, Peter Falk is great. I always like Peter Falk. Um, the problem, I guess, is that well, there's some plot problems. There's oh, yeah. some plot holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the lines that are meant to be funny, some of them land, but more often than not, they, they don't. They just kind of fall flat. So, I, I, and I don't think it's the fault of the performers. I think it's just the script isn't really all that great. I don't know. I would agree. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wanted to say, too, I enjoyed actually watching this movie. Yeah. Um, we watched it, I think, on a Friday night, and we, you know, ordered in some pizza and <laughs> watched Vibes. And it was actually a very pleasant Friday evening. Um, but, yeah, um, well, I think probably the biggest issue is the script. There's not... Jeff Goldblum, in my opinion, I don't know if I've ever seen him do uh, a bad performance. Yeah. You know, give a bad performance. Um, and he's trying here. He's trying. Mm-hmm. To, to do to do well, but it, it's not easy. And Cindy, you know, here's the thing: her and and Jeff Goldblum are both uh, very charismatic, uh, so they are carrying this movie on their charisma. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned earlier there's like a little bit of romance. I mean, you know, we know mm-hmm. from pretty early on that we're supposed to want to see these two get together, <laughs> up to and including the <laughs> the very. Um, I don't know what to call it, but it's, it, they each have uh, partners when this movie starts out. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then fairly early on, they, have, they actually have full scenes mm-hmm. where they break up with their partners. Mm-hmm. So the movie takes its own time to show you, like, oh, no, 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 Jeff Goldblum, he shouldn't be with that lady, and Cindy mm-hmm. Lauper, she shouldn't <laughs> be with that man. Who happens to be Steve Buscemi. There's oh, a nice yeah. little cameo. <laughs> um, and then, but yeah, I'll be honest with you, even by the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, if, if they want to get together, fine. If not, I'm also good with that. Um, th- so nothing about the characters in and of themselves mm. was making me think like, you know, I just see you two together. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you know, without giving a whole bunch away, I mean, th- there are characters in here who are not necessarily who they seem or, or, or their motivations are not you know, mm-hmm. truthful, let's say, yeah. earlier on. And so there are like alliance, you find out there's like this alliance formed between multiple characters. And I am, was sitting after the movie ended, I was trying to think about it and connect the dots. And I'm like, <laughs> I have questions. I'm like, who, who knew what and when and who was, and how did they know th- and who was. <laughs> and, and were they faking this all along or were they, and I'm just sitting there like, I, I can't understand some of this and I can't follow some of it and it's not that deep of a movie for me to even <laughs> want to try right yeah I mean I really had a good time watching it too and I don't know how much of that stems from me being um, someone who is kind of nostalgic for the, for the 80s so I just enjoy watching like things from the 80s um, and this has that kind of goofy light 80s movie feel to it that you know is I, I, I enjoy sometimes yeah um, so yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed it I thought the the soundtrack was good or the the score 
who wrote it? It was um, the actual score itself. Yeah, it was uh, a James Horner. James Horner. That's another yeah. name I was going to mention. You got yeah, yeah. Name of, you got James Horner. <laughs> up in here. And uh, I mean, you know, film composer extraordinaire. Yeah. And I thought some of the sets were pretty good, too. So they end up, well, first of all, some of the scenery, when they get to South America and they're in Ecuador, some of the scenery is very beautiful. It some is. of the cinematography is quite good. And then they end up at, like, this Incan, old Incan uh, ruins, the city. And I thought the set design there was fairly good. I mean, there is some kind of cheesy special effects that go on with that scene. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought, you know, they did a, you know, they obviously spent some money and they... Uh, they did a fairly good job on the sets, I thought. Yeah. Um, it just... It, it, <clears throat> I, I mean, I want to say, say it again. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I think your enjoyment may vary depending on how... Again, if you have a nostalgia for the 80s, mm-hmm. which I do. And this movie doesn't necessarily scream 80s to me. Um, it could even... to my. It, I think it could have even come from the, like, the early 90s. Mm. Um, but it's... It has this interesting um, kind of cheesy quaintness about it, in a way, yeah. if that makes sense. That at the time, you know, you didn't think was that way, but it actually, you know, it actually is. And um, it's funny, I, not to digress, but we were watching some old 80s music videos the other night, mm-hmm. and like Beat It came on. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember when Beat It was. Uh, the video was a big deal back in the day, and my cousin—I was at my cousin's house, and several of us were together. And Beat It came on MTV, and we all rushed to the to the television and watched it. And you know, we were totally drawn in by the gangs. You yeah. know, it was like these rival gangs that are in like, like New York City or wherever. And and you know, we we're like, this this is real. This is the real deal right here. You know, mm-hmm. Michael Michael's caught in the middle, or whatever. And we watched that the other night. And I was like, this is so quaint. I know. This is so cheesy and quaint. I know. But, you know, in the early 80s, you know, we thought, like, this is gritty and real. Oh, yeah. There was, and there was nothing cooler. But you, you, you watch it now, and it just yeah. seems so kind of silly. So <laughs> this is sort of, like, you know, has that, you know, a three-decade-old cheesy quaintness about it. Right. Um, and it's got some, you know, interesting actors in it. Michael Lerner, and you know, we're talking about you know, Peter Falk, and... Um, not a huge fan of Julian Sands, actually, oddly, but he's he's, he's really in it too, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's all right. I found it a pleasurable way to uh, a pleasurable accompaniment to our pizza and our night at home. <laughs> so, what do you give this out of ten? I'm going to give it a six and a half. Interesting. Um, I will give it a four point six. I'm not sure it really deserves to be that high, but I'm going off on nostalgia. You don't think it deserves to be four point six? Six? Oh wow! I'm I'm being kind. <laughs> um, so our score is five and a half. Uh, <laughs> critic score yeah. on the tomato meter is a ten percent. Uh, yeah, which means ten percent of critics liked it. I'm telling you, it's better than that. Well, it's interesting. The audience score is a sixty-two percent. Yeah. So you know. Um, we're coming in under the audience here, yeah. so um, you may, you, you know, <laughs> listeners, you may like it. Yes. So uh, if you're, if you're, uh, you're going to have to get it on physical media though, as they call it nowadays. Yeah, it's not streaming, but it is on Blu-ray now. Yeah, and we got it cheap off of like Amazon for like nine bucks. Yeah. Uh, the Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, oh, there was there was kind of a quality issue with the Blu-ray. It, yeah, it stopped it, a couple of times. It stopped a couple of times. We had to. 
kind of skip a scene or something to get it going again. Yeah. So, yeah, it was cheap. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's Vibes. Yes. And happy birthday, Ashley. Thank you. Thanks for listening.